You're listening to The Blank Page Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Patterson, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. This is a space where I get to talk to creatives, entrepreneurs, and storytellers about what it means to be on a creative path, how to deal with the high highs and the low lows, and how to stay well along the way. As a creative myself, I am no stranger to riding the roller coaster, discreetly crying on the subway slash not so discreetly crying in my car, getting in my head, focusing on results, and just not having a good time. So my hope for this show is to create a community where we can all come together, lift each other up, remind each other to have fun, and feel fortified in returning to that proverbial blank page again and again. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Happiest day to you, blank pagers. Oh man, I am so excited to share this episode with you guys with Miss Amber Charday Robinson. Amber is just one of the most charismatic people I've ever been around. She's a damn delight. I think there's so much good stuff in this episode. I am so inspired by how she nurtures her mental health. I'm so inspired by her sense of innate self-worth. I Just being around her makes me feel more empowered in my own. She's hilarious. I promise, promise, promise you will giggle. In fact, our friend Simone literally told me to uh, wear a panty liner while I was conducting this interview. (laughs) And you guys are just going to fall madly in love with her. It's so sweet to hear her talk about her love with her darling fiance, Marcel, and just how she moves through this, this industry, how she moves through her life. And I love that she's so candid about the things that she's still figuring out and that she doesn't have definitive answers for. I just think you guys are going to have a great time listening to this one and you can catch Amber as the amazing stagecoach Mary in Hell on Wheels, which is a shared credit that we have. You can catch her on the beautiful rom-com Always a Bridesmaid on BET and you can catch her stealing the show in Stuber starring Camille and Johnny. Enjoy you guys. Okay, I am sitting with Amber Charday Robinson. Yes, you are. And we have a special guest. Yes. Her bestie Chris is here too, yes. so we have an audience of one, which okay. is super... What am I saying? An audience of three, because we have Shakespeare, Earl Grey, and Chris. Yes. So. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you. I love to start these interviews with compliments. So get ready for a shower. Okay, let me be open to receive. Yes, receive with an open heart. <laughs> Amber, first of all, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I hate starting like that with women, but I'm just going to say it because we all like hearing it. Your eyes are the most insane I've ever seen. You're so sweet. You are so funny, so quick, deeply empathetic, and so authentic. I think you're so just yourself, and it makes me and others feel super comfortable to just be myself too because I know you're no bullshit and you would tell me if something (laughs) I said was stupid (laughs) and I love that it makes me feel safe and I just enjoy being your friend oh thank you yeah I enjoy being your friend too you're awesome thank you (laughs) 
<laughs> we're talking about creativity. Okay. Amber. Yeah. What was Tiny Amber like? Oh. What are some of your earliest memories of being a creative? Some of your earliest memories of maybe acting, being dramatic, and or storytelling? Okay, when I was in kindergarten, we had a Thanksgiving Day program. Mm. And everyone in my grade had to stand up in front of the entire elementary school body <laughs> and say a line. Okay. So that was my first performance and I remember I think I had the letter P and I talked about pilgrims and turkeys oh god of course and I remember being like yeah yeah but I remember I used to impersonate people a lot I used to impersonate crocodile is a crocodile hunter with Steve Irwin yeah I used to do that a lot and my mom would be like do that thing ah. Do that, do the do the man with the accent, yeah. the crikey, yeah, do him, you know. And so I used to do that a lot. Um, I was always the person that they were like, do that thing, you know. She's so funny. That girl is so funny. They would just use me, and so did I you would, like that, or were you like, oh god? It was a combination because it You're was like, like fine. Here we go. It was fun Five, when six, it seven, was eight. yes. <laughs> it was fun when it was like immediate family, but when it was someone new, it's like okay, now I'm being pimped out here. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm really enjoying this. Like, exactly. Go ahead, do that thing. You're embarrassing me. Like this is my first interaction with yeah. this person. Why are we doing yeah. it like this? Um, but I've always been the one to entertain my family, even to this day. I come home, tell them that story, say that story, tell that story. Yeah. You know, so it's just. Little Amber was, I think she was a little creative. Um, even when I was in school, I couldn't be quiet for eight hours. Yeah. I would talk in class, but I wasn't a bad kid, but I, I got a bad Did you rep. get in trouble? Yeah. Because I like to run my mouth, you know? <laughs> and so I would talk like, oh my God, I got the new Polly Pocket. And my mom said that tomorrow she's going to get me the other Polly Pocket. Amber, why are you talking? I wasn't talking. Yes, you were. <laughs> so it's... It, it, I've always been one to like express myself. I just didn't have the the avenues to do so. So I feel like I've always been a little storyteller. Yeah. And do you think you knew that that was what you were going to do from a super young age? Or was it just part of your essence and then later on you discovered that it was something you wanted to do? I mean, to make money and just to feed your soul. For me, I think... At a young age, I knew I wanted to be a movie star is what I called it. Yeah. And so my mother had recorded me after my, f I think it was fifth grade graduation. It's a tape somewhere out there in the world. And it was like, what you want to be when you grow up? I said, I'm going to be a movie star. Like I've been saying it since I was like six or seven years old. And I remember watching the Wayans Brothers show and I was obsessed with that show. And I was like, man, I want to do that. How do I do that? Yeah. And so I've just been running with it, trying to figure out how to do that. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that. <laughs> like, but, hey. And you studied theater in college, right? Yes, I studied. I didn't start Did you do high school drama, too? No. <gasps> wow. Well, in the city that I lived in, it, we didn't have a big art mm -hmm. outreach. So in our school, there was a theater class. Yeah, tell everybody where you're from. I'm from Port Arthur, Texas. You know, many people might not know where that is, but uh, if you know, you know. You know? <laughs> Um, but we didn't have a big, it wasn't a big theater town, very mm -hmm. country town, 55,000 people. Mm -hmm. Art wasn't the thing that people were going for. It was more like football and, you know, nursing degrees, those type of things. Um, 
But for me, I didn't have that outlet. So And you didn't have any artists in your family or anything? Not technically. Yeah, John and I have been talking about that. Like how you, if you don't I, when you don't see that modeled or you right. have to like train your family and friends like how to talk to you now yeah. to be like <laughs> yeah, I'm always trying to correct someone because they'd be like, yeah, so uh, you do that stuff. Yes, you, she's a performance artist. No, I'm an actor. I'm a performance artist? It's like just you're like, like doing like... <laughs> like my mother used to try to write letters to Oprah. And Aww. she'd be like, my daughter is a performance artist. Oh. Could you please put her in touch with Tyler Perry <gasps> so she can be in one of his plays? Oh, my God. That was the goal. That was the goal. I'm I think like, it can happen. Hey, it might. Also, Leon and I were talking today, and I was like, Tyler Perry is the best thing that's happening in this country right now. Uh, best news in this country. Exactly. That's most going on right now. successful, beautiful change happening in this country. The most historical, happy change Insane. that we're, we're exactly. excited about. Like, yeah. Because everything else is pretty much depressing. Yeah. Dark Makes times. you want to stay inside and yep. cut the lights off mm-hmm. and cry. <laughs> and light candles <laughs> yeah. and listen to Tevin Campbell. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> So I didn't have a big theater outlet in school. Um, so when I graduated, I just knew when it was time for me to look for majors, I was like, well, what's the thing that's going to allow me to act? And I was like, theater. I don't know if that's the same thing because I want to do TV. I'm a movie star. Yeah. I don't want Did you hear? Like, if you ask anybody who went to school with me, I was Amber the movie star. Like, if somebody, like, towards my senior year, every time we had an announcement for something, they were like, oh, Amber Shawty Robinson, she's going to go to such and such school and study theater and she's going to become a movie star. <laughs> she calls herself the next Halle Berry. It was everything. Like, I was serious. Wait, but that's so beautiful. You knew. I knew, and I still know. I know See? my worth. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> this is like most people have to do all this work. I've been doing all this work to be like, yeah, but it's so beautiful that you knew from such a young age. It makes it, it makes everything, I mean, it's hard enough. Yeah. It makes everything a lot easier, and your choices are so much more clear when you're like, well, I know what my internal compass says. Exactly. Duh. And it helps when you get a little discouraged, you know, in the journey, mm-hmm. and you remember those moments of like, I didn't just stumble upon this. This was put inside of me at a young age. This or is my dang. calling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I, I can't give up because this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get right into that then. So, so much of what I'm exploring with this show is the highs and the lows of being an artist mm-hmm. and what these people who inspire me like yourself do to stay well when you do come across those lows. What, what practices do you have in place? Um, what's, how does your faith play into it? Um, health, any of it? Therapy, therapy, therapy. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. And more therapy. Yeah. I think therapy is important because you can talk to your friends to your blue in the face about your problems, but to have someone there that's non-biased and give you ways and avenues and tools to like, process things Mm -hmm. and deal with things Mm -hmm. in a way that doesn't cause further trauma or helps you understand why you're wired the way you Mm -hmm. are is very important to to success I Mm -hmm. think it's because if you can't understand your journey and what triggers you and where you're coming from you can't really function with other people and this is such a personable business I feel like it's extremely important. Yeah. And rejection is a huge thing in this business. And I feel like 
you know, I feel like my family has gotten comfortable with the fact that of me not booking. Yeah. So it's like when I do say I book something, they like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. And so when I don't, they be like, what you be doing over there? <laughs> you know, and it's just like I'm I'm auditioning. I mean, you ain't yeah. got one yet. And, you know, no, but it's it's important to have a person to talk to that doesn't know you mm -hmm. who can give you the the faith mm -hmm. or the reassurance that you may need that you tools. may not be getting from people that you constantly go to for those things yeah so i think therapy is very important yeah also friends are important as well mm -hmm. especially talking to other artists friends yeah because you can not you can be in a drought right now and think it's just you right and I'll be like, Paige, is it slow over there for you? You're like, oh, yeah, girl, it's slow. Yeah. I haven't went out. You'd be like, oh, thank God, it's not just me. Right. Or your friends who are like, you're fine. Exactly. You're girl, you're good. Star, you're don't good. worry. Just reassurance. Yeah, exactly. It's extremely important. Yeah. And it's also important to live life outside of acting. Yeah. What do you do outside of acting? Girl, I'm still trying to figure that out. I know. Like, well, and, it's and to be fair, <laughs> your fiance <laughs> is also an actor. So yes. so it's very hard yeah. to like find life outside of yeah. acting. It would be easy if I could come home and turn it off. But mm -hmm. it's not. It's like what we do. We sit in front of the TV mm -hmm. and we we talk about acting. Yeah, totally. It's not like. We lay in the bed and we talk about acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading an article and I'm talking about yeah. acting. This person just got booked for this. I'm talking about <laughs> acting. So it, it's extremely hard to to separate work from home mm -hmm. because work is home and home is mm -hmm. work. And that's what I'm learning to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the more I get a grasp on that, the happier I'll be. Yeah. Because, you know, we get comfortable in not booking, but I also – it it. it it weighs on you it does and so you'll be sitting at home and it's like well i haven't worked in six seven months and like mm -hmm. what like what am i doing now you're depressed about not working and now you're stuck in the house and you're not doing anything because my life has been so linear on what's the next thing mm -hmm. and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing rather than you and let Marcel, me go take this vacation over here and enjoy my life a little bit right and you guys went straight from undergrad to grad school right yeah that's what i did too yeah. and i think I almost think for people like us, it's a little bit harder because, you know, the people who took time off lived a little bit of life. Yeah. And we're like, I've been in school and now I deserve. And now to that continue. we get a little bit of a lax time, we don't know what to do no. with it. Yeah. It's like I've been on the go since I was five years old. Right. Like since I was able to go to school, I've been, I've had structure. Yeah. And now that I don't have any structure, it's like, uh, I need a little help. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Somebody right here, and I don't know what to do, and I'm getting a little depressed. I'm a little sad, you know. Yeah. And I don't know what to do these emotions. You know? What is this? What is this? Yeah, I'm not used to this, this kind is like of life. Not helpful for me all. to bring into some rooms exactly. or into my own room. Now I'm going into a room time. thinking I ain't shit because yeah. I ain't worked in right. seven, eight months, and I ain't been doing nothing. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important to stay active as mm -hmm. well outside of work. Not like literally active, but like. Find what you like to do. Yeah, other interests or yeah. even. And do that. And anything, like any little thing. Cooking a meal. Knitting. Com yeah, just completing something. I think as actors, like we get so caught up Gardening. in. Gardening. Yeah. Cooking. And I'm sure having a dog helps. Sometimes. A little. She's my scene partner sometimes. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah. For She's sure. my reader. Yeah. <laughs> so you're pretty good at staying well. What about, we talked about it a little bit in the beginning. 
with your faith in yourself mm-hmm. but how does faith factor into your journey as an actor it's I think for me it's like my entire life I've been told like you know just give it to God mm-hmm. just give it to God mm-hmm. but a lot of people don't tell you that faith without works is dead mm. so I feel like you got to be constantly working and constantly sharpening your tool constantly trying to hone in on this craft of what you want to do you can't get stale and be like well I ain't booking well get in a class yeah get if you, I don't have no agents get in a class mm-hmm. do something to where you can when that time comes you're sharp and you, your, your tools are ready to go yeah it's like sharpening iron mm-hmm. I gotta sharpen my sword so I, when I'm ready to fight I can do what I need to do yeah so I feel like it's it's important to stay it's important to stay sharp period. yeah so balancing faith yeah and, and I feel like the work once you you constantly doing the work it's gonna reward you mm-hmm. like that's the way the universe or God or whatever you, you yeah. believe in yeah works yeah it's like manifesting it is if I do this this will come and if I constantly constantly somebody gonna see me yeah but if I'm sitting at home soaking about it, nobody's going to see me. So, true. so when I go into a room cold, they're like, something's off. Yeah. Because I haven't been sharpening my tools. Yeah. So I think that plus also having the faith in whatever it is that you believe in mm-hmm. and knowing that you are called to do this. And if I'm called to do this, I need to do everything I can to be available when that time comes mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> what? What are you consuming to stay inspired? What are some of the TV shows, podcasts, books, movies? Right now I'm reading a book. Oh my God, I'm so excited about this book to tell you guys about this book. It's called Secrets from the Casting Couch. What? It literally has changed how I go into an audition room because it's a casting director writing. Which casting director? I cannot remember the name, but they're talking about auditioning and acting and how to come into a room and how it just reassured I felt like I was being checked okay yeah I'm not even done with the book but I was like oh I'm being ch- oh, I, there were sorry. moments where I was like oh okay <laughs> my bad I know I do that and I know I'm not supposed to do that and that's yeah. wrong you like gotta what talk to me like that you know it's like being prepared but not being so prepared that you're not flexible uh. when someone says okay try it like this uh-huh. because you can get so caught up in your ways of doing something in a room when you audition it because you think this is the character i think trained actors too i think we can we can get in our own it's way so we're like hard. i studied so hard so yes let me this just show you my homework and people i am like, I this character and you're gonna love it homework like exactly. uh where's Fuck the spontaneity exactly and i mean you're someone who is like the sparkliest human as you are I'm I'm a little bit guilty of this too like I was in an audition the other day and it was like a cop role and I went in there and the guy was like oh how tall are you like five seven without the boots on I was like oh yeah how do you know and I'm like talking I'm like I used to, I, I saw it I was five eight I'm like lying what am I doing I'm like talking to him and then he's like okay go ahead and do the scene and I'm like yeah so he did it you know what I mean like doing it all serious and he was like great so I really like the strength cool 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 but you're like a very sparkly person and I really want to see that in the cop. And I think when we come in with all this and homework, like, wait, what? we're like, <laughs> put Paige on mute and do boring <laughs> idea of and then what I think is little right. Page is back there. I told you so. Yeah, exactly. I told you. Exactly. Just let me out. Let me out, man. I want to play. <laughs> like, it's just, it, to me, it's, it's, it talks about how it talks about that as well. Like yeah. going into the room so bubbly and so open and so like, Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. But like, 
it's like somebody's looking at you and like nobody's home. Right, right. Don't like, fake like, it. Show up with the real. Yeah. yeah. However you are that day is welcome. I think if you're yeah. doing good work, show up as you are. And being open and, and listening. Because sometimes from the waiting room, too, you see those people who are like Ms. Les Miserables in the waiting Girl, room. And they go in there like, and hey! happy. And you're like, oh, God. Or they, they're so busy warming up and stretching that they're like, mm, I just. Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh I know. I'm <laughs> loosening the jaw. I'm like, have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> you know you warmed up before you got here. Why are you doing this? It's exactly. Oh, <laughs> God. But so th- I need to read this. Yes. It's it's a really good book. I, I felt like I've been checked. And I recently went into an audition the other day. And getting adjustments have been totally different for me now. Like, I usually sometimes when I'm holding the page I'm like if I'm off book I'm not gonna look at this goddamn page they need to know I worked hard and I memorized these damn lines I'm not gonna you know and so when I do go up on a line the I may not show it on the outside but the inside is like panic yeah like I'm in a full panic attack like it's hot in here I went through that yeah my body's shaking on the inside and it's like you're fucking up yeah and then then I'm like okay yeah and then I come back okay here's the line yeah little mini like millisecond pass yeah but this time when i went into the room and i went up on a line i took my time i looked at the pages i found the line and i started saying the line like it wasn't nothing it's just something about reading it why we're holding them i went through that same thing and i went through a phase where i was ruining auditions for myself because of that or i literally would be holding it but would be like, can I start over? Yeah. I'd be like, and let's they'd go be back. like, that let's was go. great. What? Were, no, just can look we go down. Back? You're holding them. Can we go back? I messed up. And it, but it is being <laughs> flexible and being like, there's a reason I'm holding these. It's yeah. just fine. It's okay. It's not about being perfect. That's another no. thing that they said in the book. It's not about being perfect. It's about these people seeing being if real. you, if, if they can see pieces of this character in you. And if so, can she take a direction? Yeah. And can she take this direction? And maybe she's good enough. We're going to send her to And the character can show up without the lines showing up. Right. In fact, sometimes. Sometimes I'll be making shit up. And they probably are like, they're like, oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, exactly. That's no, better. I, 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 I love, change it. I love the ad lib. That, yeah. that was, that change was, it to that what was hilarious. Exactly. So. <laughs> <And> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't know. I just had a panic attack. That's what that was. Uh. <laughs> Not anymore, though. Yeah. You're flexible. I'm flexible. <laughs> yes, like a gymnast. Simone Biles in the room. Oh, my God. I could watch that all day. <laughs> okay. How does she do it? I don't know. That's work. It is work. She's been working her ass off. Crazy. I wish somebody trained me like that from a young child. I probably have an Oscar already. At anything, right? Yeah. I think about music all the time. I'm like, why did you guys let me quit the clarinet? Why didn't y'all put me in, in acting you classes when I was four? Me. Yeah, forced me to Raven Simone, who would have been Amber Shawty Robinson. It actually would have. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I would have been a cute little kid on the Cosby. So Cosby's. cute. So you're reading this book. Mm-hmm. TV. TV. I just started watching The Gemstones. Oh, is it so funny? It's so good because it's so accurate. Yeah. It's so hilariously yeah. accurate. Like those, if you watched videos of those real people, it's so scary. No, it's based off true people. No, it's not based on true people, but like those rich televangelists. Have you ever seen them being like getting in their jet and like saying insane shit? It's like everybody that's on the channel TBN. Yeah. All of the, the, the white Christians yeah, that are on it's TBN. Terrifying. And it's hilariously yeah. accurate. And yeah. I believed the, the most beautiful thing about that show is John Goodman yeah. because I believe that he is a white 
mega church pastor. Yeah. The way he just sits in that character is some of the most beautiful work I've seen him do. Yeah. And I was like, forget everything else. This man deserves awards just yeah. for this. It's, it's beautiful. That's amazing. I'm watching that. What else am I watching? I'm, I need to finish Stranger Things. I'm behind oh, on yeah. Stranger Things. Um, yeah. I, oh, David Makes Man on Own. What? Oh, yeah, David yeah, yeah. Makes Man on Own. Terrell Alvin McCraney is, he is so ahead of his time. He is, oh my God. When I talk about him, I get chills because his work is like nothing we've seen on television mm-hmm. or in the theaters. Like if you look at Moon, like, like, people have never seen anything like mm-hmm. that and I don't think people will ever see anything like David makes man like the way he highlights certain issues that black teens are dealing with black male teens are dealing with with growing up in the hood or maybe be going to a, like a, a a predominantly white school but going home to the hood like mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. it's very beautiful his writing is beautiful his moments are beautiful his cinematography is beautiful like I think it's own's best show right now okay I need to watch yeah yeah um I, th- I don't know what else. i'm always watching i watch the neighborhood of course my honey's on the neighborhood yes. it's my favorite sitcom it really is and i'm it's not saying so that because good. i'm biased but i really love the no show. it's so good i remember and i felt this way about ito show too i remember when i came and saw the taping with you guys it's so fun they're it so is. generous and they bring their friends to see these tapings and it's like it's amazing i'm there every week it's amazing i have every to come week. back because you you know, I feel like multicams, they got dated. You know, they were super cool yeah. for a while there. Like, I grew up watching Everybody Loves Raymond and all Family these Family Matters, Full House, yeah, Fresh Prince. all, all this stuff yeah. on Friday night. And, and that was that was TV. And right. then it got to a place where you're like, where we got really into all the HBO comedies and stuff like this. And, and then you're like, what the fuck is this? It, it's just, just it, it Stale. got It kind of got dry. Yeah. And it kind of got, like, cokey, cokey. Yeah, like. but the neighborhood is like it's topical. Yes. But it also It's funny. It's funny, but it also has like the throwback that was good. Yes. About sitcoms from like the eighties and nineties. It has like an all in the family kind of vibe. Totally. And it is such a fucking talented cast. It is. And it's Tashina. Tashina. Arnold I was gonna say, I I just like, like to go and watch Tashina. And they've had people like cheese. Marla Gibbs on the show. Like, right. I just I think they are doing something so special over there as well as like blackish I watch blackish I love blackish yeah um and I just think these kind of shows that are very racy and very kind of taboo are setting the precedent of what future sitcoms are gonna look like well and it's like when you can take a comedy and make it a teachable moment yeah satirical moments yeah I think it brings people together in a way and it helps people see other people in a different light that they may not have seen them in. And multicams are important because I feel like that's what like middle America is watching. Right. And so if they're like getting you a get dose, off at four thirty, you're going home and cutting on the TV right. and watching Wheel of Fortune and the neighborhood. Exactly. So if like, they're getting a dose of that, great. Okay. We're gonna make this country better. Slowly, yeah. but surely. But the neighborhood is amazing. Yeah, I love the neighborhood. Uh-huh. I love it. How you and Marcel are such a beautiful relationship. I think people ask John and I this too, like two actors together, not being competitive. How do you guys keep each other healthy and inspired as two artists growing alongside each other, but on your own paths? I think we see each other. 
We watch mm-hmm. each other very closely. Mm-hmm. We watch what each other do, but we also are very like stage mom, stage daddy. But to also each other. how <laughs> so when you went to college you met Marcel. So she and Marcel, how long have you guys been together now? 10 years. 10 years. They just got engaged. How long have you been a engaged? A month ago. A month ago. I was going to say, it wasn't that long ago. Ooh, it was ooh. the most magical night. It was so it fun. It was like a YouTube video, like one that goes viral. Like the best, best night of my yeah. year. It was like being inside of a YouTube video. It was just love. All love. Yeah. But they, yeah, they've known each other. They went to school together. And then they went to grad school together. They yeah. also got their MFAs at Columbia. We got into the same class by the grace of God. Oh, my God. So you have, it's insane that you have weathered two programs together and still, it's just Yeah, divine. Columbia program was uh, kind of mm-hmm. tough. It yeah. wasn't tough on the relationship. It was just tough in general Yeah, yeah. on the the mental psyche. Yeah. But John says that too. Yeah. But having someone there that knows you from before this, like, cause Chris was there and we had another friend Jarvis that yeah. was there. We all oh, came Jarvis, from, yeah. from Prairie View together, having them there as a reminder of where I came from and what I'm capable of doing really kept me grounded. Your vision holders, people yeah. who see you. Yeah. Because your it's, potential. it's very easy to get lost in the culture of grad school. Yeah. Grad school is like, it can become really incestuous really there's a hierarchy right away and I don't know if this is true or not but John and I have this theory that some of the other big MFA programs Mm -hmm. build you up and then send you out thinking that you're the shit yeah and Columbia was not that it was more of tearing you apart our experience was having to rebuild in the real world was having to rebuild that confidence and I don't know if it's true maybe it's not true but I do I have heard certain casting directors say like yeah I can see a Juilliard kid a mile away and they're they're so confident and that's why yo kids book this is what I'm saying I think they go out into the world like no no shade to Columbia no no shade at all they have Ron Van Loo now so hopefully I'm sure it'll change exactly but with our European teachers i think it was a little bit like and it's it's about what we had access to with the with the professors because they were very european and they were more about the work yeah it was about the work it wasn't about the marketing or the the you know the superficial part of it of being famous that's why i'm thrilled carpets yeah and i'm thrilled that it's going in this direction now yeah that they do have ron van lu because that is very important that's how you make your bread and butter and there was a total disconnect there they were like Oh, this is disgusting. This showcase, you are out here like animals. It's so stupid embarrassing. Work. It's stupid. It's stupid. Tight dress. So stupid. Yes, it's so stupid. And it's like, yeah. Uh, and we were like, yeah, it is. It's really major fucking loans, dumb. And I really want to get on TV, yeah. bitch. And so now I leave here in debt, sad, and unable yes! to function. And yeah. all I know is I'm a good fucking actor and I want to work. Yep. Like, it. it and you got to slowly but surely, like, find that confidence again. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they intentionally like stripped us of our confidence but i think they wanted us to realize that we were true artists Mm -hmm. and remember what the 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 end of the day the goal is Mm -hmm. and why we tell stories and what's important yeah and we had to figure out we have to keep that part of it but we also have to add the aspect of okay i gotta get out here and market myself and brand myself and Mm -hmm. do this and that that's a part of it too yeah but staying i think that helps when you're when we get to a place to where we can decide what kind of work we want to do, I can say yes or no. Mm-hmm. That kind of like intuition of saying, this is not a good script or this is not, this, this is, is not, not a story that I want to put That's out. That's where the that'll world. kick in. Put at. my name on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Making those kind of decisions, mm-hmm. moral decisions mm-hmm. as an artist. 
So, yeah. Oh, and so you and Marcel just really see each other and just build each other up. Girl, yeah. And we stage mommy and stage daddy. We yeah. <sighs> self-taping with Marcel is a, a debacle. Tell me. We kind of <laughs> clash a lot because he's like, um, so you want notes or not? And I'm like, <laughs> you can be a lot nicer so with it. You can be a lot nicer with it because you just shot down my confidence. He's like, well, you know, with a sitcom. I said, I know you're on a sitcom right now. I, I get it. I get that you're on a sitcom right now. But what I need you to do is I need help. I don't need you to tell me that what you know because you're yeah. on a sitcom. Yeah. I don't need that. But it's, it, I like, I mean, a part of me likes it because he gets me straight. He ain't going to let me send out no tape that's bad. Yep. I mean, and like he says, he says, you're a great actress. No tape is going to be bad. Every tape so you're going to do is good. But there, uh, it could be better. Yeah. So, yeah, we hold each other accountable. And yeah. sometimes I'm like, well, I'm thinking about doing this. Well, you don't need to do that. You need to talk to your, your agent about this and this, this, that, and the other. And I'm like, but I want to do this. We hold each other accountable. Yeah. yeah. I and also it gets think, a little muddy sometimes because I'm like, I well, just you guys want have the support. same agent. We do. We, have the, we all have pretty we much all the, have same the same agent. agent. <laughs> but I, I just think that's so special Yeah, that they were like, oh, no, this couple's solid enough. We're good. Yeah. We can rep both. But it wasn't like that at first. Really? It was kind of like they were like, you know, we don't sign couples. You know? I mean, I get why. But yeah, because it could be different. a conflict of interest. It's yeah. like, why is he booking yeah, and I'm yeah, not yeah, booking? Yeah, yeah. He went out for this and yeah. why am I not going Or get my wife this? a job. But I was like, I'm good. And I, I want to pare down before he did. Okay. And he got it. And I was like, he took my agency. <sighs> so I did a year of with another agency. Mm-hmm. And I it, w- it really wasn't working out. And I was like, I had started manifesting i guess wait so it. a year i want to talk about this too a year out of school you parted ways with reps right yeah that's amazing to I have to. the confidence and the it um, goes back to knowing your worth it's the con you have yeah. such a strong inner compass you know what you're worth and you're like no whereas i feel like even myself i'm like i held on to it wasn't bad but i held on to a manager that wasn't the, like the, an, an ideal fit for me for like six years because i was like oh, at least i have one mine was like, bad my experience was not a good one yeah it was great at first because i got out of grad school with a job right and so i was already working so they did and they didn't they didn't get me that job so it was kind of like oh this girl has this thing great. you know she did it and so i was in new york and they were here in la and they couldn't get me into any off-broadway or broadway rooms and i was like i'm a theater actress get me in these doors mm-hmm. and they couldn't and it got to the point to where uh, a casting director told me that they had passed up on an offer that they had reached out to them for me about without them contacting what? me or asking me. It was like, oh, no, she'll pass. Thank God that casting director told you that. Girl, I said, oh, we passing. Oh, well, girl, I'm going to have to pass on this relationship because <laughs> this is not, you can't be saying no to things for me, honey. Without even telling me. Without even consulting. Where you get off? An offer, like, pretty early out of school? Well, it wasn't an offer. They wanted me to come in and audition for this festival. And they Still. were like, oh, no, she'll pass. Let what do you know. mean I'm a pass? LMK. Like, so wow, I, good for you. So I cut ties with that, and I signed with Paradigm shortly after that. Because you have to make space. That's yeah. the other thing. I believe, like, But before I cut ties space. with them, I started, like, making mailings. Like, I was, I had made DVDs of my reel. I had written letters. I had all these envelopes stuffed. Mm-hmm. And, like, I had my headshot, my resume. I had made all of these mailers mm-hmm. that I was getting ready to mail out. I had, like, ten of them. I spent all this money. Yep. And time. I had one written out to Paradigm and everything. And before I could even send it, I got signed love that so i don't know where those those dvds are i know i would like to see one yeah i would like to see one (laughs) 
So you still do you think your your vision is still to be the movie star? I mean, you just did Stuber. <laughs> I did. But it's like, yeah, it is. But my I think it's it's a little bit more complex than that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, nine-year-old Amber was like, I just want to be in movies. But now right. I kind of know, like, I want to tell stories. Yeah, what kind of stories do you want to tell? I want to tell what stories. What do you want to do right now? Like, something good and groundbreaking and historical and something that will change people's lives mm. you know those kind of films mm-hmm. that's the kind like a moonlight yeah that kind of stuff like and when they shot that they they didn't think they were gonna get oscar noms mm-hmm. and all of that i remember Mahershala. he was like he didn't get paid that much for moonlight yeah. and it's just those kind of passion projects are the kind of things that i want to do yeah like the uh what is it random acts of flyness like on hbo mm-hmm. those kind of things mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that excites me yeah that people are gonna be like oh, i need you to see me in this yeah yeah that kind of stuff yeah. i like comedy too but that i was gonna say like, you're so good at comedy it's that kind of insane like you should be doing stand-up on the side well, everybody says that girl i don't have the balls to do stand come on okay. get out there good morning everybody <laughs> crickets <laughs> it wouldn't happen though it just wouldn't happen <laughs> And if it did, girl, if it did, y'all gonna have to pick me up off the floor because my confidence is gonna be shattered, girl. um, Twice a week, okay, twice a week, I'm gonna be coming out of pocket, honey. Yes, because I just can't. If somebody boo, get your ass off the stage. Uh. You know what? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're right. I'm gonna go. Never again. Fair. That's fair. Oh my gosh, I have some questions for you from Instagram people asked yes Ooh, i'm curious yes they did okay first of all i was told to wear a panty liner for all the laughing that i was gonna do today who told you that simone how do you know because that's my boo yeah <laughs> how do you define success oh that's a hard question mm-hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know yet i'm not there yet yeah so it's that's that's a that's a hard one. Yeah. I think um trying to identify what my idea of success is comes along with therapy. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like what I thought might be my idea of success may not be what I want or it may be what I want but maybe I'm not doing everything I can to get there or mm. So I don't know what success looks like yet. People can say I'm successful now. Yeah, you are successful now. Uh, yeah, that's a debatable. Yeah. But we always <laughs> want more. We always want, and that's, that's, that's what's beautiful. The, that's, that's the act of life. You always want more. Yeah. I feel like after I win an Oscar, I'm like, I want to win another one. Yeah, that's helpful I to remember, get an too, Emmy. is that, and that's why I'm so interested in exploring this kind of stuff, is that you're going to get bigger, and then you're just going to have bigger problems. Yeah. You know? You're going to feel, if you if you feel empty, and you're trying to fill it with that, and it's that's why therapy is important so you can crazier. understand before you get there to understand these yeah. small problems and navigate these small problems and have the tools to process all of that. So when you get to that kind of stuff, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We have more. Let's take a peek here. Oh, what brings you the most joy? Oh, child. <laughs> um, I think I'm still trying to figure that out too. Yeah. Um, but right now, 
I like to travel. Traveling brings me joy, like yeah. new exciting places, yeah. new food, like being away from my norm. Mm-hmm. Also being outdoors. Mm-hmm. I just like sitting on my porch yeah. and walking my dog. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things make me happy. Or walking with my friends or walking with Marcel around the corner, walking the dog. And we just talking yeah. and we're looking. And sometimes I just like riding. If I'm far away from home, like let's say an hour in Beverly Hills, I like riding with Marcel, listening to some cool new music, watching the sunset, looking at the palm trees, heading home. Those kind of things are fun for me. Yeah. Or going looking at open houses on the weekend. Yeah. Like, ooh, this house is nice. We can afford a 1.3, right? Honey? Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's like, when you're on your sitcom, let's right. talk. I like to shop as well. I'm a... Can relate. I love a, fa- I love a good fashion. You know, I love yeah. a, good, a good look. Yeah. You know? Um, I love spending time with my family that's very important mm-hmm. to me when i get a chance to be with my family it's like it's heaven mm-hmm. it's just that home base it's like recharging your batteries yeah so that's very important yeah along those lines what are some anchors for you what things make you feel back in your alignment back in your magic um going home mm-hmm. being with my family mm-hmm. traveling and spending time with friends like endless amounts of like like me and Simone spent like 24 hours together just sitting around eating breakfast and talking those kind of things it's like recharging your batteries with your friends yeah like rekindling connections and those kind of things yeah I like those moments that's another compliment that I would like to pay you and Marcel also you guys are so good at cultivating a beautiful community and I think I'm bad at it because I'm very antisocial no but you're not I think that I think that you because you know yourself well and you're able to communicate that you can be an antisocial quote-unquote antisocial person yeah because I'll tell you Paige I'm like I don't want to do this this is awkward yeah totally (laughs) I'll tell you in a minute I'm like Paige no when you first told me you're like I have such bad social anxiety I was like what yes what yes like when Marcel started being on TV and we had to go to like these like ABC parties and like network parties. In I your would defense, be like, it's mooey unnatural. Oh my God. And then, you know, people be like, oh my God. So what have you been doing lately? And you're oh like, God, worst ah, question ever. Ah, wait, actually, <laughs> maybe this is the episode where I'll play it, but I have a clip from a friend because on one of the episodes we were talking about how as an actor, that's the worst question it's horrible but she was saying that she studied french a lot and that in france like they don't ask that basically the question is what do you do to fill your time if you meet someone at a party so you have the option to be like well i'm an accountant you can talk about your job or you can be like you know what i make quilts and my husband and i really like to hike and you know what i mean whereas like i feel like that would really be good here if we could I think it's important to like also be confident in whatever it is you're doing. Right. I had to learn that in therapy too. Cause I was like, people ask me what I'm doing. And if I told them they wouldn't know anyway, like it's awkward. And she's like, well, what will happen if you just said, well, I did this. Yeah. I did four episodes of this. Yeah. It was yeah. four years ago, but I did it. Nobody can't take that from you. I went through a period, you know, I mean, part of my starting this podcast was that I went through a period of not working for three years yeah. and auditioning all the fucking time. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to not get so down on myself. And I would have friends be like, bitch, do you know that you had like a meteoric rise out of grad school? Like you've done a lot of TV. 
you've done many episodes of TV. Why are you acting like you've done nothing just because you haven't done anything recently? You have a great resume. You can talk about that because you did that work. It's fine. Yeah. Like, it's it about is. being confident in your work mm-hmm. and being okay. Like I, I people are like, oh, what did you do? I was like, oh, I did this show called Hell on Wheels. It was on AMC. You probably never seen it. They're, and they're like, like, I love that show. And she was like, why? You don't have to give all of that disclaimer. Say, oh, I did Hell on Wheels on AMC. Yeah. You know, I did five episodes of that. Yep. Period. Yeah. That's it. Yep. You don't have to get on by no damn disclaimer. And then they'll look it up later shit. and be like, wow. Exactly. <laughs> you don't owe them shit. Yeah. I did this and what? Yeah. I don't care if you didn't watch Go Google me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know, you can Google me. Exactly. So it's just being confident in who you are yeah. and what you've done and being confident in your own resume. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's so important. It is. Because a lot of people, I had a room literally after I did Stuber say, well, you, she hasn't done that much. I was like, I just did a studio movie. Wait, the they fuck? said that to you? Yeah. You know, you haven't done much. Where? Well, what have you been doing? I said, well, I just did Stuber, and I just did a Netflix show, and, you know, this, this, that, and that. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. It's like I have 50 theater credits on my resume. Yeah. Is that not good enough for you? Yeah. And I went to grad school, and I got a master's. A master's degree. That, I've been really... They don't give a shit. I've been so into it <laughs> lately, though. I've been like, yes. Like, yeah. let me show up with this master's degree. Not exactly. like, I'm in debt and I chose to go to Columbia. It's like, I no. chose to go to school. I, I did that. Right. And that's fucking cool. And right. it's really helpful. It is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I'm okay with my $230,000 in debt. Okay. Mind your business. No, I have actually, I was just saying the other day, I've been telling people the number lately because... I think it's just you get shadowy about it. Maybe they'll feel sorry and they'll pity me. Uh, maybe they'll cause me. No, but it is like, okay. Like when people are like, why, why is she so stressed? And then I'll be like, because of this number dead. Because I have $300,000 worth of student loans. I have and a I, fake house. I won't be able house. to buy a house until I'm 45. Preach. Thanks. <gasps> Mind your business. God. So Mind your creepy. business. Yeah. Don't That's my motto for 2020. Mind your business. I love that. 2020. That's your anchor. Mm-hmm. mind your business mind your damn business you mind your business i mind my business mm-hmm. we can just coexist mind <laughs> your business don't worry about over here <laughs> <laughs> oh man so good yeah. what how do you deal with the disappointments we talked a little bit about the rejection but how do girl, you I cry good me too girl you don't know how many times i've gotten so close to a job and it's me and another person and then my agent calls and is like well it's not gonna go your way mm-hmm. and i'm like oh okay yeah okay bye click how come they don't want me man <laughs> like literally and marcel's like Sade, it's okay a lot of people would kill to be where you are I'm like, but they don't want me i'm tired of this shit it's been like four years of the same shit yeah. like you know i, I cry about it yeah. i sure do cry about it uh-huh. i sure do and i'm sad about it i let my tears out and i go get some pizza studio mm-hmm. yeah it is what it is mm-hmm. i think it's important to feel those emotions because if you don't then you start to become i'm fine no, I'm good. I don't care. You're numb. Yeah. And if you're numb, that means you're numb in the room. Right. And I'm crying because I care about it. Feel those emotions so you can feel something when you're in them rooms reading them sides. Mm-hmm. It's important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, then you become this neurotic, like, can't function or communicate person. You're a weirdo now because you, you just swallowed it all and you're emotionally constipated. Mm-hmm. You're a weirdo in the room. 
You're I don't want to be a weirdo in the room, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I cry in my car all the okay. time. <laughs> Lead audition and be like, why didn't I just memorize those lines? They fucked it all up. <laughs> They're not going to catch me. You know? Oh, my God. No, I'm always crying in the car being like, why don't they see it? Oh, what am I doing? It's so good. They what don't is realize it? Is it my what hair? What missing. is it? Is it my toes? Do I stink? Yeah. What is it? I have all this good energy to give. I know it's I can act. inside of me. I just spent $300,000 on knowing I can act. Come I know on. I can act. Wait, say that again for the I've people in the back. I've spent $300,000 on knowing I can act. Yes. On making sure that I can act so I know. Mm-hmm. For a fact. And I spent that, that I money act. because I know I can do it. Exactly. And I know I'm worth that money. Exactly. And I know I'm going to get it back. So why y'all can't see it? Yeah. Stop playing with me. Give me my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting mad. Oh my gosh, that little girl on the hashtag booked. <laughs> I didn't see all of these shows. All of these shows. <laughs> and, and I'm, I'm not, not on none. All I need is just one. Just one job, I'm, one show. I'm what's funny, going on? I'm, I'm funny. Smart. I'm smart. I'm pretty. Like, what's going on? I need to be on what's show. What's taking so after long? Show, after, no, show to after show, show to, to show, show to show to movie to movies. What's taking so long? I was like, this is me in my car. That is every me. Day. That's the little tyrant inside of mm-hmm. me. I've I've also learned that in therapy that I have a little tyrant inside <gasps> of me, and she's a little nine year old Amber. That's little Amber. Yeah. So whenever you hear me say I don't want to do that, that's her. Do you feel like you communicate with her? I've been communicating Girl, I to her yesterday. with little Paige all the time and being like, I'm gonna show up for you today. No, We're making your dreams come I true. I have to calm her nerves. Oh, you do. I'd be like, okay, look, I know you don't want to do this, and I know it. it I know, I know. I don't want to go. I know I don't want to go either, but I promise you, if we go, mm. we're going to have a great time. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, I promise I'll lay in bed with you all day tomorrow, okay? Uh, she's like, okay. Yeah. Or sometimes she just wins. She fucking wins. Like? Like, I don't want to do it. I don't care. Fuck this. Fuck that. I don't want none of it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I'll be like, fine. That's cool. All right. You're we'll right. Stay home. I don't want to do it. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do nothing. Like, literally, that is the energy. Sometimes she just wins. And now I'm learning to soothe her mm-hmm. because she's just scared. Mm. Yeah. She's yeah. a little kid in this big, bad world. These little kids. It's so important to get in touch with that little kid. Yeah, because y'all are together. You're holding each other's hands. Truly. And she's seeing stuff, that's scary, that's scary, that's scary. I yeah. don't want to do it, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. No, 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 it's fine, trust me. Yeah. You got to get her to trust you because she don't trust you. Well, and I do little page with uh, filtering what people say and being oh. like, little page, here's that. Like if there's stuff. Yeah. I, I don't, Maybe this is just fresh on my mind because I was talking to a family member the other day and they were like, it's fine if your dreams don't come true. And I was like, no, they're going to. They're going to come not. true. But like yeah. telling little page like, Mm-hmm. They're saying that because this is their experience. Right. It's okay for you to have those big yes, dreams. To, it's called filtering and, and challenging those true. thoughts. Yeah. And helping her mm-hmm. get through those yeah. moments. So what that person said was because of their thing. But you're totally right. You're going to be such a good think. mom. Oh, thanks. I mean, That's I have like, quite a bit of experience with children. Yes. But like it it's is, like, like, it's, you know, it's more like for me, it's more like, Somebody, it's like the the meme that's like, what's the name of that meme? It's like, oh, you look cute today, and you're like, 
they talking about me. <laughs> and you'd be like, no, bitch, they're not talking about you. They're not actually talking about you. Yeah. It's okay. They actually think you look cute today. I look cute every day. Yeah. Like, it's that. It's like going back and forth with that. What the hell they meant by I look yeah. cute today? What was I that? look cute yesterday when we went to the mall. And you didn't say anything. What's wrong with what I'm wearing today? Why is it extra yeah. cute? It's a tyrant. Yep. It's a tyrant. Now, you got to be able to decipher whether they really being nice or they being shady. Because some people are some assholes. Yeah. But, you know. I feel like LA is different from New York in that it way, is. too. Because oh New York God. people will just say nothing to you. Oh, my God. You did a thing. Yeah. You did a thing. Uh-huh. You did a play. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That was so nice. Yeah. Good job. Great for you. Yeah. Great for you. Don't be passive with me. No. Don't come if you're going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of, those those moments. It's like, you know, you did a good thing. People in New York would be like, all right. Yeah. You want to go get something to eat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we used to talk about that all the time. Sorry, Shakespeare. We used to talk about that all the time. This, like, the joke, Neil, Nika, and I used to be like, what is the thing that you say when it wasn't good? You look like you had a great time up yeah, there. Yeah, you had a great, you're congratulations. Like, you look like you were having a lot you of fun. Thing. You know what I mean? You should be proud. You really shouldn't, but you should be proud. Two hours of sitting through this. You owe me a drink. What was the thing? No, but they're so tender. <laughs> when people get off stage, they're so tender because so they're looking open. for validation. Yeah, That's what that is, yeah. and you can't deny it. They be coming out there like, did yeah, I do good? Yeah, yeah. Wide eyed. Oh my god, did I do good? Like you liked it? Y'all liked it? Yeah. Thank y'all for coming. Oh my god, it was so much fun. Oh my god, we worked so hard. I was sweating. That's why up I there. do respect those actors who are like, I'm not coming out. Yeah. I'm not coming out. I'll see you next week. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So much energy Fair. to take in after it's you've exerted so, so much. much so you've depleted so much energy on mm-hmm. stage and you come out with all this different energy coming at you. You're feeding, what it's about, feeding into you. I feel like even with auditions, it's when I, it's different now. Now I feel so much more even keel after doing it for years. But I remember getting out of grad school, I'd go to an audition and I'd have the appetite as if I just swam. Oh yeah. I'd always like, hungry. Oh my God. Like I need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! I just ran a mile. Like, how it's do you like, replenish? Because you're auditioning all the time. How do you replenish, or do you feel like you're super even keel about it now? I don't even know. I think for me, after an audition, I'm like, for what it is, and people are gonna hear this. For me, it's like, I need weed. Mm-hmm. I need weed immediately. No, after that's fair. This. Like, it's medicine. It's like I need weed. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I'm like, I go in there, and you, your energy is so high, mm-hmm. and you're buzzing almost. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like. Everything is on. It All is the headlights, state. the it's alerts. Yeah, you're you're super alert. And so afterwards, you're like, "Whoo, mm-hmm. I need a drink." That's how I was in grad school. I would leave a three hour voice class, and I'm like, "I need a drink," because mm. uh, I just dealt with some shit. I was ready to deal with. <laughs> I thought I was coming in here Something. doing August Wilson, and she had me dealing with the fact that my grandma died ten years ago. Oh my god! Actually, this? though, why are we doing that? <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign. I thought I, signed I was up doing to do a haiku. A monologue. Why am I a four-line haiku? Why are we talking about my, my ancestral grandma trauma? being dead? I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I don't want to be here no more. I need a Moscow Mule. <laughs> Double. Wait, what is your drink of choice? <laughs> I, I like. Okay, it's some ghetto shit. No. I like gin and pineapple because gin is almost like non-existent in a juice. Yeah. And all I need is a good two of them, and I'm buzzing, child. Wait, I'm what were the numb. cocktails at your guys' party? Girl, I don't know what it that was. It was so good. It had cocktails that was named a pineapple after me. Situation. First of all, they had the nerve to throw me a surprise party. Then somebody handed me two shots of Hennessy. And then they wanted me to pay attention to a proposal after me swallowing two shots of Hennessy. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time. Also, let's talk about, uh, you're probably like up here. I mean, mine was like that, too. Mine yeah. was a surprise birthday party. See? <laughs> <laughs> a surprise birthday party yes. and then first of all i'm like people oh 
like, oh, oh my god, it's lit, it's lit, it's lit. Yeah, and then yeah. I'm like, why are we watching the video? I want to dance. Oh my god. And eat chicken. You didn't what, have what? any. You didn't have any inkling. No. That's the most magical thing. A part of they me, get like you the, when you the know small little Jiminy Cricket inside of me, was like, what if he proposes? Mm. I was like, that ain't happening. Yeah, but you had that weekend, right? So you yeah. probably would have thought he did it on the weekend, and then you're like, he didn't do it, whatever. He didn't do it, whatever. And I was Pass. like, my family isn't here, whatever. Yeah. But I told him I didn't care if my family yeah. was there or not. And when it happened, I was like, oh, shit, this is happening. Wait a minute. Wait, did I lotion my hands <laughs> on my knuckles ashy? Lord. Like, <laughs> my guys- best friend didn't. She did it without me even knowing, being like, get Lotion a manicure. Yeah. And I, I didn't even know, but it was like, she like somehow made sure that I got like the mental message to get a manicure. See, that's what friends are She's for. She's a ninja. That's what Janelle. friends are you, for. Yes. Yes. Keep laughing. Mm-hmm. Keep smiling. Know that you can know. Okay. Are you writing at all? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a million scripts bopping around in my head. I go. have a, a pilot I'm working on. Me and Chris are working on a film. Chris. Um, I got uh, a feature that's bopping around in my head that's been bopping around. I got a play that's bopping around in my head. And it's just like trying to take the time and be like, sit down and let the character speak. Because sometimes you're like, I ain't ready to talk. I don't know what the hell I want to say. Because yeah. that's how they sound to me sometimes. The timing is divine, though. It really is. With everything. Even with this podcast. I mean, I took a class at the beginning of the year and was like, I'm just going to start. I got this equipment in like February. Oh, you've been having it for a minute. Oh, it was. It's a baby. It's a, it took nine months fully. And then I was like, and then well, birth. just go ahead. It's Let never going to be perfect. Put it out there. Done is better than perfect. Yeah. Let's go. Like. Also, being an artist is about relinquishing control. Mm. It is. It's about knowing that and trusting that. Trusting. What I'm doing is good enough. I'm good enough. I've worked hard enough to be where I am and trust that what I'm going to put out into the world will be received well. And you can take delight. And if not, fuck them. If not, fuck them. Fuck them. Exactly. There's enough people and... Somebody's going to like it. Somebody's going to and that's all that matters. And somebody I don't need everyone to like it. Somebody won't. If everyone likes it, I'm not doing a good job. So... Okay. We need Fine. haters. Yeah. You need haters. Yeah. Haters make the world go around. They do. Okay. I think we should do some rapid fire questions. Okay. Oh, Lord. Let me just. Oh, wait. I have one more question. Oh, I was like, let me pop my knuckles and get ready. What do you think is the biggest hindrance to your creativity? Anxiety. Because mm-hmm. anxiety can have me in the house and crying for a couple of days or it could cripple me. So for me, anxiety is like the biggest thing. Yeah. But I'm learning how to beat that bitch ass every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I'll be like, you better leave me alone because mm-hmm. I'm not playing with you today. Mm-hmm. You better go take a seat. Not today. We're not open for business. <laughs> Come back next week or, or find don't. somewhere else. Yeah. Relocate, don't. bitch. This is an eviction notice. You got 30 days. <laughs> like that's how it is for me sometimes. Sometimes I literally cuss her out. I'll be like, you going to stop messing with me today. I'm a big girl and I can handle myself. I'm not scared I am. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Like, that's how it is for me. And sometimes she wins, Mm -hmm. just like the tyrant wins. The tyrant and anxiety are best friends. Mm. Because it's like fear, and I can keep you safe. Yeah. And Big Amber is like, no, they're hindering you, girl. Yeah. Come on, girl, come outside and play. It's it's nice out here. (laughs) It's sunny. And I'm like, no, it's cool in the side of the house. It's hot out there. I don't want to go out there. (laughs) So for me, it's just trying to... Anxiety is a big bully in my life. She's like, hell gone, hey Arnold. Yeah. 
Oh, God. With her broom ass hair. With that bitch. She was a bitch. Anxiety is real. Move it, football head. And also just acknowledging it. I've and then she was secretly in love with I've Arnold. Like, mm. Yeah, it's here. Hi. <laughs> Go away. Exactly. Good morning. Exactly. Wow. Okay. First thing in the morning. Here no, you are. No, for me. Yeah, for are me. Are you first helping thing me? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a to-do list. You can fuck off. Like, yeah. we're good. I'm going to get in the shower and I'm going to enjoy it this morning. I'm going to enjoy it. You're not going to win. I'm going to rest a little bit. Yeah. I'm Guess what? I'm going to fold these clothes today. Yeah. They're I don't gonna, care what you think about done. it. Yeah. Yeah. And wash these loads of laundry, mm-hmm. no matter if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right. I like that. Mm-hmm. Can relate. Okay. Rapid fire. All right. I'm ready. What dish do you cook the best? Gumbo. Oh, I need some. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite color? Gold. Oh, yeah. Girl, I love a sparkle, honey. Yes. <laughs> Blue or black ink? black okay what is your favorite shape a diamond honey uh, yeah i am waiting for that <laughs> what's your favorite flower uh, orchids mm-hmm. roses what city do you want to visit next oh um i want to go to santorini oh yeah yeah. All that blue tile. Yes. Magical. Or is that Mykonos? No, that's Santorini, right? That's Santorini. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Do yeah. you and Marcel have plans to travel this year? Well, we traveled a lot this year. We went to Napa. Yeah. We went on a cruise and we went to Puerto Rico, St. Martin and Haiti. And we're going to, well, we're probably going to New Orleans for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. but that's normal. Yeah. So I'm trying. I love to travel. Yeah. yeah. I love this. What's your favorite book? My favorite book, um, The Alchemist. Such a good book. One of my favorites. It's too. really high opening. Could read it again really and again good. and again. It's really good. Uh, when you were a kid and you went to the video store, mm-hmm. which movie did you pick up again and again? Or which actor did you pick up all of their movies? Um, a movie that I, I rented a lot was... Deliver Us from Eva mm. with Gabrielle Union, mm. Essence Atkins, mm. LL Cool J. Um, one actor that anything the Wayans brothers were in, anything, all the scary movies, That's every why last you're so movie. Funny. That, yeah. Like, I, that kind of stuff, like, really molded what yeah, I wanted, yeah. like, my idea of uh-huh. an actor. So, anything with the Wayans brothers. Yeah. I used to record their episodes. Yeah. I did that too. I would record <laughs> all of like SNL and then rewind it. Yeah. And watch it again. Over and, again and over and, again. and over and over and over and again. Then, yeah. Yeah. I was <sighs> obsessed. I was going to marry one of them. I was going to be a Wayans. And that now, was the plan. Now you're going to be a. I'm going to be a Spears. Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're a pretty okay. good family though, right? Marcel's pretty funny. Yeah. Marcel is very <laughs> funny. But you are also very funny. So yeah. it's a good match. We balance each other out. What's your favorite thing about Marcel? Oh, my favorite thing about Marcel. You can pick Marcel. three if you want. Oh, it's hard okay. to pick It is, because I like it all. He's magical. Um, I love him as an artist because he always surprises me with his performances. Yeah. I'm always surprised. Like, yeah. when he does theater, I'm like, who is this guy, yeah. man? I thought I knew him. Like, he's always surprising me. Like, well, with his abilities. And I've been with him his entire career. So oh. all of his performances are like, oh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to watch. Um... I also love how caring he is. When he cares about people, he cares about people. Mm-hmm. Like, 
even if you do him dirty, he still cares about you. Mm-hmm. He may not talk to you, but he's secretly side-eyeing you like, man, that bitch, I hate that bitch, but I love her so much. Yeah. You know? He, um, what else about Marcel? I love everything about Marcel. <laughs> Um, I like how he's secretly protective over me. It's not, he doesn't really show it. And he likes to present, that's not what I did. And I'm like, yeah, you do be trying to take care of me. Mm-hmm. You be trying to protect me from harm and stuff. Oh, I can see it. Or if I say, oh, this man ran up on me today, had the nerve to talk to me about my dog pooing in his yard or something like that. Where his car at? Where he live at? And I'll be like, oh, that's cute, babe. I like that kind of energy. Yeah. So I, for me, I'm like, oh, he, he getting all protective and shit. I'm, I'm, that's kind of turning me on. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just, and he's so smart. Mm-hmm. Like, Marcel is one of the smartest people I know. He can tell you anything about any animal in the world. Because he wanted to be a zoologist back in the day. So he's like, oh, yeah, that's the kind, this kind of bird. And it's only in Brazil. And this, and I'm like. Wait, that's it? precious. He's so smart. <laughs> He's like, actually, it's this. And then, and sometimes it gets on my nerves. I'm like, I know what it is. Oh, my God. I'm just being ignorant right now. <laughs> Let me have that. You know, but he's he's like one of the most intelligent people. And he keeps me on my toes when I'm like, I like to use the word martyr in a way that it's not supposed to be. I'm like, you're making me out to be a martyr. He's like, that's not how that word is used. And I'm like, I know it's not how it's used, <laughs> but I like messing with you with it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Like, but I just love how intelligent he is. Yeah. So far, what's your favorite role you've played? <sighs> My favorite role that I have played, I think, was in grad school, of course. I think it was Madame and the Maids mm. or Bernarda Alba. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Those kind of things. I still want to do, like, Lady Macbeth. And, I know. The depth. Um, the real good I stuff. I still want to play Juliet. I'm still young. I'm yes. Young. Um, I would love to see you play Juliet. I know. She would be so cute and hip and so be like, cute. Romeo. Yes. Where for art thou, honey? Um, I want to do, do that. that. Um, we should be producing theater in LA. What are we doing? I know. We got to figure this out. All we need is a space. Yeah. Okay. That's all we need. To be continued. Yes. Listeners. Okay. <laughs> Um, favorite thing about LA, favorite thing about New York. Favorite thing about LA is the fact that I can go to Walmart and there's a beach mm-hmm. and I have a lot more space and I have a balcony mm-hmm. and weed is legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing about New York, man, the food. I know. The food, man. Mm-hmm. I just miss a good old Dominican rotisserie chicken. I miss the Chinese food with the in the hole in the wall. You walk in, you get your Chinese food behind a plastic wall. Like everything is pinned on the wall. Let me get a number yeah, fourteen yeah, yeah. and a four piece chicken wing and some <laughs> duck sauce because you can't get duck sauce here. It drives me nuts. But I miss the food. I miss the people. Um, I miss the energy of it. Mm-hmm. I don't miss the public transportation. No. I don't miss the clutterfuck of it all. Mm. <laughs> I don't miss the weather. And I don't miss the seasonal depression. I know. But there are things that I do miss about it. Yeah. I wouldn't live there again, but I'd definitely visit. Mm-hmm. I'd live there if I had the money. Yeah. You know, if I could live in Chelsea. Yeah. Then Same. a nice high rise. Mm-hmm. And not think about, damn, rent $4,000 oh this month. I don't think we're going to eat this month. Ugh. Let me go ahead and get these ramen noodles. Stressful. You know? Without a care in the world. Yep. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Who are the top three people you're jonesing to work with right now? 
girl Ryan Coogler, mm-hmm. um, Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think, Terrell Alvin McCraney, like Felicia that. Rashad. Come on, <laughs> come on, Michael B. Jordan. Just because he's fine. <laughs> Girl. Woo! <laughs> I Girl, know. Let me be in he's the movie your with favorite, huh? Girl, yes. Yeah. Girl, ever since Creed, and he got all ripped up oh like God. a like a high school notebook. I'm just telling y'all, he is just fine. My best friend is also obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, who else? There's somebody else. There's somebody else that I would love to work with. I cannot remember their names. I don't know. But I just... Kenya Barris. People who are, like, making groundbreaking work right now. Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melina Masukis. Issa Rae. Mm-hmm. Um, people who are, like, making work for black people. Work that is changing the course of what storytelling looks like for us. Yeah. Those are the kind of people I want to work with yeah. and create those kind of avenues and open doors for people behind me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ugh, I love this so much. Yeah. No <laughs> question. Okay. What is something that you want all creatives who are listening to hear? It's usually something that you need to hear yourself. Be kind to yourself and be courageous and work. Somebody may not be giving you work, but you can create your own work. You can get into an acting class. Stay sharp. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a marathon, not a race. Mm-hmm. And enjoy the journey. Yeah. Because once you're there, you're going to be like, damn, those were the good old days. That's my favorite thing that you and Marcel say. We got that off the office. You did? Yeah. I wish somebody would have told me these were the good old days when I was actually in those moments. Like, that's what he said. And it's so true. So every time I'm like, oh, life, I'm like, these are the good old days. Because even are. when I was in New York, I was like, this shit sucks. But I, I look back and I'm like, man, those were the good old days. I know. Yeah. I know. Or even if you think about where you are right now and you're like, whoa, nine months ago. Yeah. I actually have everything I wanted nine months ago. Right. What? You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't realize in the moment, but it is so special. Right. Thank you so much for doing this. It's a course, dream come true to interview of course. you. I loved it. And I would love to come back whenever you need me to come. Oh, back and talk this about is not your first shit. time. I mean, okay. and it won't be your last time. Okay. That's for sure. Okay. This will not be your last time. Yay. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And thanks, Chris, for being here. <laughs> Audience of one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, a little postscript on this episode. So a dear friend, Hannah Klepfer, sent me a voice memo as she was listening to Megan Ketch's episode, and we were speaking about what many actors speak about, maybe artists in general, writers, I don't know, but when you're at a party or just in common conversation when someone says something like, so what are you working on? And you're like, ready to just go into a deep trauma spiral. But she studied French and she spoke about uh, how that kind of doesn't come up in in France or French culture. 
and how the syntax is so different. So I thought it was really cool and I'm interested in adopting this for myself. So I can't wait to share this with you guys. I just wanted to say, side note, if you follow along with the podcast, if you uh, visit the podcast website on Anchor FM, there is a spot where you can leave a voice message. So if you ever would like to be featured on the podcast, please leave me a voice message. Let me know what is inspiring you this week, what you're listening to. If you have any comments on the conversations, I would love to feature members of this community and not just people who I'm interviewing and, you know, not just my rambling self. So that's a feature that you can use. Or if you have my phone number, just send me a good old fashioned voice note and let's make this even more eclectic. Hello, miss. Okay, so I'm listening to the Megan episode and it's outrageously good. Um, And you're at the part where you're talking about um, asking, what do you do? Like, what what are you working on at parties? And it reminded me that I had this same issue, like, I don't know, a year ago or something. And I was reminded of my French and Francophone studies degree, which I thought was going to be useless. Turns out in this moment, it's not. Here's something that the French say. So in France, it's actually super rude to ask someone what their job is. Like, it's just like de classe, right? So they say, Tu fais quoi dans la vie? Which translates literally to, what do you do in life? And you can reply, oh, I'm a lawyer. Or like, je suis actrice, like I'm an actress. Or you can be like, what do I do in life? Well, I fix up boats. Like I buy old canoes and I fix them up, whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna go back to listening to this episode. Pardon the interruption, self. But I needed to tell you that. And I've been trying to think of like what an English translation for that would be. And I think it's what keeps you busy. That might be that so far Dan and I have been trying that at parties and it's been going pretty well because what keeps you busy, some people default to their profession and other people have been like, I just marathoned all the Marvel movies and it's kind of cool. Anyway, I love you a lot and I love this show. Keep it up. Friends, thank you so much for tuning into the Blank Page Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the show, rate, review, and if you have a friend you think might benefit from these conversations, let him know about it. Spread the word. Let's create a community where we lift each other up, support each other through the shitty times, and celebrate each other's wins. Please let me know if there's any way that I can support you in your journey. Thanks so much for listening and have a beautiful day.